Oh, so much better. Is it too What's loud, that? though? No, it's good. It's good. I'm going to move it just a little bit because I'm not even talking that loud. <laughs> I'm talking that loud. Uh, it went away. God damn it. No, it still sounds like... Oh, my God. I'm going to fucking kill him. We're also still <laughs> recording. Please put that in. <laughs> I looked at you when I came in through that door. You looked into my eyes. I didn't see you, Jake. I swear to God. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Get out of here. Holy shit. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Right. Jake, stop. Shut the window. Right. Stop. <laughs> It's 110 degrees. It's fine. I'm not going to suffocate. Oh, my God. Please put this in the episode. I just scared the shit out of me. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like like a little, like, seal thin. You're like, "Ah." Like, yeah, that's really going to scare the intruder. (laughs) I tell you, when I get scared, I legitimately jump out of my skin. Like, that is the perfect description of it. It's like that Red Panda video that I sent you. Um, (laughs) No, I knew he went for a walk, so I've been, like, waiting. Like, he's going to come back home or whatever. Yeah. But it was just scary because usually when I'm in here, like, Dottie will start scratching at the window to, like, be let in. And that's what it sounded like. But, like, Dottie is right here because I already let Uh her in. So... (laughs) And then Jake is just like pressed up against a glass with <laughs> rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> the toilet paper man's gonna get you. My God. Oh, all that's right. too funny. That was great. That's not embarrassing at all. So <laughs> well, at least it was a small little like ah. I would have been like, <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> if he like just randomly came back home, that would have been so much. more elevated but because in the back of my head i'm like he is going to be coming back soon you are going to see him again Uh uh-huh do not be scared (laughs) oh my gosh okay all right talking about we're getting to intro the episode all right (laughs) hey everyone welcome back to another episode of let's not i'm sam and i'm michelle and i don't know if michelle's gonna keep it this in the episode but she literally just got scared out of her her skin yeah i'm gonna leave husband. it in I'm leave, it, leave in. it in because i'm also gonna tell you when joe scared me the other day and i was so mad at him Uh-oh. so i had my uh half a ween party on patreon if anyone's listening that was there thank you so much we had such a good time michelle it was so fun oh we dressed up we played like a halloween themed bingo we did like little halloween crafts it was just fun. And usually I'll have like a monthly hangout where we can see everyone. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they get too shy, which I totally understand. But it was like more people who had been part of the Patreon. But I could finally like see their face for the first time. So that was really nice. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. We were just eating like Halloween candy and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. But I dressed up as Casey from Scream. Because Joe already had his costume like in a bag. He's like, wear uh-huh. a Casey costume. It's easy. And I'm like, you know what? I, I've always wanted to wear that costume. I think I will. 
So I put on my little bloody sweater, put on the little blonde bob wig and, mm-hmm. you know, had a good time. So I come out and I'm like cleaning up everything. I open my office door and I, uh, I'm i about to take a step out. And Joe literally pops his little head <sighs> and goes, ah, and I jumped like I could see the wig bounced off my head (laughs) it lifted up a little (laughs) and I'm like I hate you so much and he's like no you're Casey like you have to be scared if you're in that costume and I'm like I'm literally gonna kill you wow I hate it like don't I hate it I hate it Mm -mm. if there's one thing that pisses me off it's when he tries Mm -hmm. to scare me I gotta say, for uh, two people that I feel like have so many costumes, I've seen the Casey one about four times now over the last two years. <laughs> it's no, Michelle. It is so fun. I'm telling you, like I was so comfortable. Yeah, I, I just threw on like a little bit of like a maroon lipstick. I just put Ooh. the wig on, and I told Joe, I'm like, this costume Perfect. is like the best thing ever. I'm gonna wear it all the time now. <laughs> It'll never be retired. It's always gonna be out. But you've only seen it three times with Joe, and you haven't even seen me with it. And I'm no, so I sad haven't. I forgot to take pictures. I was going to get Aww. like screen grabs of everyone, but I was mm-hmm. too excited that I forgot. Oh, next wow. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's a good time. But yeah. I have to ask, going back to the scaring thing, do you ever mm-hmm. scare Jake? No, never. Why? I just don't even think to do it. Really? Yeah. I can't remember the last time I tried to scare him. Really? Yeah. So I'll try to scare Joe because I do love scaring him, but Mm -hmm. I only do it because he started with me first. Terrorizes you. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I I should do that more often. It just never even should because he's not going to expect it. No. And also like, go ahead. It's like when Joe goes to sleep, he puts the covers over his head completely. And so he can't because it's like daytime when he goes to bed. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? And so like I'll be walking into the bedroom, like getting ready for my morning. And then I'll be really quiet. and He doesn't know I'm in there and I can like see him fidgeting around mm-hmm. and I'll grab like his ankles really hard. And I like yell and he literally jumps out of the bed. <laughs> I would piss myself. I'm not even lying. I would too. I would too. <laughs> You're a monster. He started it. <laughs> okay. You have like this big blue eye, like I'm an innocent person. Joe's the one that scares me and you're out here grabbing his ankles like a he monster. Started <laughs> <laughs> he started it, Michelle. Well, talking about escalating fucking pranks. Yeah. Have you been watching Beef on Netflix? No, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. <sighs> You're going to love it. You're going to really? love it. Yeah. It's like not on a scale of loving it. Like, is it like nope love? Is it the bold mm. type love? Because I've literally started watching no. that series all over again. I don't think it's a bold type love. I would give it like a nine or a 10 out of 10. <gasps> wow. Um, it's really good. There are some. There's a few like gory parts of it, but it's not supposed to be like a a horror or anything like that. But it almost gives you the same feeling of like uncut gems where it's just like, what is going to happen next? You know, like it's not even like 
they're one step ahead of each other. It's like they're keeping pace with each other and just like escalating. And like, you just never know what the next thing's going to be. Um, so the whole premise of the show is right at the get, these two people get involved in a road rage incident for the first few episodes. I don't believe like he knows who she is. Like he never sees the other driver, but it's so good. So it's like Steven Young from Walking Dead and Nope. And he's like a contractor, kind of lower middle class, like just still just trying to make it. Um, And then Ali Wong's character is like this super high like end person that owns a plant store and she's about to be bought out by like a Lowe's type store, I guess. Um, It's called Foster's. And so they're going to like buy her out for $10 million. So like she's been putting together this deal for like two years. So she's like super high strung, high stress. And she's like the breadwinner of her family. And then he's super high strung, high stress because his family's like back in Korea. They had to move back there because like their motel went out of business and he is like the oldest sibling. And so he's just trying to get his family like situated and stuff, but can never like get it together, can never get finances together and stuff. So it just like culminates in this one thing where like they just have this road rage incident and they just can't get over it. And it just every episode, it keeps escalating. Every single episode ends on like such a fucking cliffhanger that you just want to keep fucking binging it. Oh, damn. But I was watching it with Jake, who refuses to binge anything. He can only do, like, three episodes max at a time. So I really had to, like, we watched over, like, the course of four days. It's like, I just want to know what is going to happen. Because it just, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Okay, I'm going to watch it because you Mm -hmm. have, you've talked me into it. Do you think they're going to have a, is it like a show to have a second season type of thing? Like a storyline, do you know? I feel like it ended perfectly. I think if they have a second season, it'll be more like an anthology where it's like a whole different like situation Um, Mm -hmm. and like the like butterfly effect of that because it's just like that. It's like just the ripples of this one incident and how it like kind of ripples out. But it's so funny. It's so well written. The last Mm -hmm. episode is almost like um, the episode Pine Barrens from The Sopranos. Where it's oh. just like almost dreamlike. You don't know if like it's actually happening, but they're having all these like great conversations with each other. It's amazing. It's really good. I think you'll love oh, it. Wow. Okay. I was going to start it today, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll wait a little bit so Joe can watch it with me too. Yeah. It's also nice because they're like 30 minute episodes. They're not even like an hour really? long. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll I'll check it out and see. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, this just hit Hulu, the Aaron Carter documentary. Oh. Yeah, I watched it the other night. Um, so I don't know. If, if you are familiar with Aaron Carter, I don't know. It wasn't nothing new to me. Like, none of the information was new. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about just, like, how he grew up, how he kind of did open the door, which no one at the t- – it's it's sad because no one at the time – like, w- back when we were young, we knew how big Aaron Carter was. Yeah. He was literally titled Little King of Pop or Little Prince of Pop by Michael Jackson. Like, oh, I didn't know that. That's Yeah, like, that's what people thought his career was going to be the trajectory of it and then like later on in his life of course he kind of gets out of the music biz gets into bad stuff has like 
an awful family, just a lot to deal with. And then he tries to get back into music and no one really cared about him. And he was just so confused because he's like, what the heck? Like when I was seven years old, I sold like millions and millions and millions of my album. Like, why does no one care now? But anyways, so they interviewed like his fiance, which I, this is what I didn't know. It's I guess they like met he they followed each other on Instagram and she like slid into his DMs and then four days later they like were together and then they pretty much got engaged. Oh, Crazy. Wow. They have they have a kid, but um they interviewed <laughs> they all why why is that funny? I don't know. You just the way you said that. They have a kid, but whatever. They have a kid. Well imagine I if mean, you knew that you could just slip into a celebrity's DMs and then marry them. Sam, Sam's know. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. I'm just like, whoa, like you really did that? You were just like, hey, man. And I don't know, because then I'm like, well, did you really love him? But, you know, you get I don't know. I can't (laughs) judge. Whatever. I'm not judging. Um, But they did interview AJ from the Backstreet Boys, which I want to know. What did Nick Carter say about this? Was he like, I give you permission to do it because obviously I'm not going to do it, but I feel safe if you do it because as most of us know aj also did have like a addiction problem and so i guess aaron had reached out to him a few times and stuff and then they also had they did an interview with one of the doctors from do you remember that tv show called the doctors it was like during the daytime it was like a panel of doctors oh yeah a little bit mildly yeah with that like really handsome doctor Mm -hmm. dr travis or whatever they interview mm-hmm. him, um, and they also interview a few other people, but it was nothing new to me because yeah. I had been, like, watching interviews of him, and I had been trying to listen to his new music when he was alive, Yeah, but it's just really sad that, I don't know, it's just sad, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't really know, really, the trajectory of his life after... Like he was maybe 14 or something like that. But was he, I know that he, when he passed away, was he relapsing or did he ever like kind of get clean or go to rehab or was he just kind of stuck in the addiction for a while? So there were moments that he did get clean Mm -hmm. and this, like there was a part that made my stomach hurt. I was like, Oh, I can't believe they put that in there. But, um, he start like he would take pills and all that stuff. And then he also started huffing. And oh, there, w- yeah. there's a lot of in- like footage of his Insta stories because he would just get blitz and then just be on Insta live. And you just see all these comments. They're like, dude, he's totally like out of his mind, not there, like just yeah. gone. But there was one where he accidentally went on live and I think his phone was down or he was like in a dark room, but you hear him huffing and everyone's like commenting on it. And then they found out later, like the next day, and he tried to tell like his friends and his fiance that it was a joke. Just so sad. But I feel like he, most of his life, he did struggle with addiction. And then he also lost his sister to addiction his mom started becoming addicted to alcohol. Like it just was not a good Damn. environment. So sad. And he made all this money and his mom, supposedly, allegedly, his mom spent all of the money that he made when he was a kid. So he had like nothing. Yeah. Ugh. But it's it's really interesting though, because so 
as he's trying to make music, people are like making fun of him and he's performing for these small arenas, like fairs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he literally like he can play the drums. He could play the guitar. He can play all these instruments. And like that to me is like such a gift. Like I wish I could play all these yeah. instruments and be so talented. But then he also started producing his own music and he bought all of the equipment and he like taught himself how to do this amazing yeah. skill. And it's like no one ever gave him his flowers, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. And so now that he's passed away, now everyone is like, oh, shit, shouldn't have gone hard on him. Shouldn't have made fun of him for his music and all that stuff. But they just talked about how he fact. I know it's so sad. Um, but they just talked about like how he did open up the door for like Justin Bieber and Sean Mendez. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're like into like the boy band Backstreet Boys, if you grew up with that music, you know, mm-hmm. give it a watch. I think it's like so tough. And I'd love to hear like how you feel about this because you just never know if you're famous, like you never know when that spotlight is going to kind of get off of you. And it's like, imagine being that successful at like seven and then actually growing up and being like aware of like the real world and stuff and then trying to be like, all right, let me get back into it. I actually know what I'm doing now. And like, nobody gives a shit. And it's like to think that you peaked at seven, like that would be a huge upheaval of like your self identity and like what you think you're worth and shit like that. I totally agree with that. And on top of that, your older brother is literally one of the world's largest pop stars. Yeah. Yep. It's insane. I just, I, I would never want to live with that pressure because it would always be haunting me and I would always feel so Mm -hmm. shitty about myself. Yeah. Why do you think, okay, so we're talking about Aaron Carter in this way and like we feel really bad for him, but I feel like most of like the public and stuff didn't have these same like feelings for Jamie Lynn when it's like a very similar thing. I mean, she's she's not that we know of like addicted to anything, but she also had the pressure of being the little, you know, the younger sibling of a huge international pop star. So... I I don't know if I want to say that's a little different because I have always felt bad for her because I was like a huge Britney Spears fan. Yeah. And I was like, girl, how do you deal with this? You know, like I could never imagine being sisters with Britney Spears. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I mean, she also did have like her come mm-hmm. up like on her Nickelodeon show, Zoe 101. And she <laughs> did some singing, but it just seemed, I think if the things didn't happen with Britney, with like the free Britney movement and all of yeah. that, I think people would still have more yeah. sympathy towards her. Like, I think it, it just looked like she wasn't helping Britney, which we never, we don't know all the details of that. Mm-hmm. So of course it's just like, we assume, and it seems like maybe she wasn't helping Britney. So then yeah. people don't feel as sorry for her. But even yeah. like this is and she's not on top of the world anymore. But Lindsay Lowen, like with her sister, when her sister would always be with her, I'm like, oh man, what's that like? Like I can't mm-hmm. even imagine. I don't I know. who are some other celebrities. I think an actual doing? successful story is Elizabeth Olsen and Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. She definitely has her own career and it, I would say is more in like the zeitgeist now than Mary Kate and Ashley. I agree with that. Um, so she definitely broke out of her sibling's shadow. 
There has to be a few more too. But I mean, usually I would say the the rule is usually that the younger sibling really doesn't achieve the same level of success, but there are like mm-hmm. a few exceptions. Uh, also, sorry, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is also the younger Gyllenhaal. And oh, I yeah. feel like he's more successful than Maggie. I always forget about them being related. Mm-hmm. And Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Oh, very true. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I mean, I think it's natural that there's some where you compare mm-hmm. yourself, but you just have to remind yourself, like, I, you fucking can't do that. But I wouldn't be able to. Oh, I, I would. Know. I would. Just oh, know. you would? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck you. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. With my older brother, I'd be like, no, no, no. I'm definitely more talented than he is. Give me a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a shot. Give me a shot. I don't know if I talked about that I started a new podcast, but if I did, my apologies. Um, Since we're talking about siblings that are all famous, do mm. you remember Matthew Lawrence and Joey Lawrence and Andy Lawrence? So they all started a podcast together and I absolutely love it. Um, But it's interesting because like they talk about how Joey was the heartthrob. Like people Mm -hmm. loved him. He was a handsome guy. And then Matthew came along, Mrs. Doubtfire. And it's like, whoa, you handsome too. Mm -hmm. And then poor little Andy, I think he was maybe like, he was way younger than the both of them. So Joey yeah. and Matt were closer in age. So they bonded. And then poor Andy's just like a little baby that they have to it. take care of. But anyways, it's interesting because uh, like people, their hearts throbbed for Joey and Matt. But now everyone's like loving Andy. And I was watching one of their insta lives and everyone's just like we need more of andy like he's so hot and literally no one was commenting on joey or matt because they're like we're done with you guys like it's Uh all about andy and i told joe that because i'm like who is the most attractive out of them and he's like joey i'm like "Mm -mm, it's andy he's so cute is he really cute now does he look like the rest of them oh no i mean kind of but it's just they're all handsome but I don't know. I've always thought he was handsome, but I think he kind of has that mustache mustache situation. Oh my God. It's really tough to say that we are kind of talking about. Like it's a little, it's a little catfish, like a little catfish whisker. No, you're looking at the wrong (laughs) photos, Michelle. (laughs) What photo are you looking at? I'm not even laughing at his photos. I'm laughing at your catfish whisker. That's what you find attractive. (laughs) No, I don't. I'm not crazy about that, but it's like his eyes. They're like nice and chocolatey. His hair. Uh uh. You bugging. <laughs> he looks like a bug. <gasps> Michelle, don't ruin this for me. Come on. Let me look at the three of them. No, I always had a crush on Matthew. Okay, Matthew, I did too, but I just, his glasses, I don't like his glasses that he's been wearing recently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, that's the one thing I do like about him, is his glasses. The little ones. Oh, yeah, those are cute. Yeah. That's an old photo of him. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyways, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. But what do they talk about on the podcast? They just talk about growing up, which this is a thing that's now going, like all the the blogs and media's picking up but they talk about just growing up in the industry how they've kind of stayed humble and then at the end of the show 
I'm not really crazy about this part, but they they love it. They will interview people who have funny stories growing up with their siblings and kind of like the struggle of it and where you are oh. now. They fucking love that. Like they are so into it. And I'm just like snooze fest. Like no one cares. <laughs> but they no, they love that shit. They yeah. love family stuff. Like they will ask them all sorts of questions. They'll be like, what did you think of your brother? Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Uh-huh. That's they, they love it but I'm like I could do I could do without it or it doesn't have okay. at least 30 minutes long but recently though Matthew Lawrence he talked about that he ended up he was with an agency and he could have gotten a really big role with Marvel and so his agency sent him to a hotel and he said that there was a very well-known producer that was in the room and I think that he had his clothes off and he wanted Matthew to do A, B, C, and D. And Matt was like, I'm not doing that. The, and the agency ended up firing him. Like he could have gotten all these roles after this. And he said his friends have gotten the roles. And he's like, I can't say if they had to do what I was asked to do. Who knows? But he said, yeah, like, I can't even believe my own agency would send me to some guy's hotel room. Whoa. How is that not a bigger story? It's it. So it was on last week's episode and it's just getting picked up this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah, my first thought was, oh, wow, that's fucking crazy. Like, he needs to talk about who that producer is. And then my second thought was like wait how did these other people get cast with this producer because i mean like it's like big names in marvel oh yeah yikes i I don't know it just for all the interviews i watch about like a movie production and like hollywood it's like it's a doggy dog world out there no it's a sleaze fest but i feel like it's also that way in a lot of industries where oh yeah totally But then he was also talking about like the whole Me Too movement. He was like, yeah, Mm. that was great. But he goes when Terry Crews came out because he came out, I think, a few years ago and talked about his abuse in the Mm -hmm. industry. And Matthew was like, you know, everyone laughed at Terry because he's the strong guy and no one took him seriously. And he's like, so who am I to tell my story? Like if no one cares about if I see no one caring about abuse to this man, they're not Mm going to care about me. Because, I mean, Terry Crews, he works everywhere in Hollywood now. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, he's still able to work. But Matthew Lawrence, I mean, people are probably like, like, no one cares. Who are you? You're, yeah, I don't know. So it's, it was interesting. Uh, No, I remember the Terry Crews thing. It was like such a disgusting reaction to like him actually coming forward. Mm -hmm. I just, it needs, if, Guys, if we're all fighting for equality, it truly needs to be equal. That's it. Like across Terry, the board. Across the board. If Terry Cruz is coming forward with like allegations of sexual harassment and abuse, I don't see why people's first reaction is he's so big and strong. How would he let somebody abuse him? That is imagine saying that to like a rape victim. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. Now people are just like kind of stuck in these archaic internal misogynistic ways i even saw and i think this will be a segue into vanderpump rules but Mm -hmm. since i'm on the reddits a lot for vanderpump um 
I saw this woman who is rewatching it, not rewatching it, watching it for the first time because the whole scandal ball situation. And she gets to season, I think, seven or eight when Stasi's new boyfriend, Bo, comes onto the scene. And mm-hmm. so she wrote a post being like, I understand that there's like a lot of bad people on this show, but I don't know why, but Bo creeps me the fuck out. He's so manipulative. He's always crying and doing like the crying shtick. And um, he just lets Stassi walk all over him and all this other stuff and just goes on a huge rant about Bo, which for people that, that aren't watching, he's probably the most normal, well-adjusted man that's on the show. Yeah. And it's not that he lets Stassi walk all over him. It's that he actually lets her shine because she is like very much a character and loud and like she has a big personality and all of her other relationships, they were just trying to smother her. And because she always Mm -hmm. just wanted to be in a relationship, she would allow that to happen. And then she would break up and then her true personality would come back out. And there were times where she would get drunk and like berate him. And then the next morning he would go to her and like talk through it with her. And sometimes he would start crying and be like, you know, like that is abusive the way you treat me when you get really drunk and you start texting me and you know, she would go off the handle um, and they would talk through it. And it was like, great, because usually the men on this show deal with uh, not being happy in the relationships by cheating. And so he would actually talk through it. And so I just I personally always just thought he was very well adjusted. And so a lot of people in the comments were just like, girl, I'm not even trying to be rude to you right now, but you you really need to look at yourself as to why you're seeing this man as the problem, because yeah. that is like. He's actually one of the more well-adjusted from what we see. So if you think that he is being a baby and you're calling him out for crying because he's a man, that is not, that's not the answer. And nobody's trying to shame you. But if you think a man is crying is that he's being problematic, that is a you issue. Right. And I mean, sure, there are some people that use that to manipulate, Mm -hmm. but I agree. When I was watching that in Lifetime, like I was like, wow, Bo is so well adjusted. He's so mature. Yeah. I feel like he's probably one of, I don't know, five guys that I am aware of that actually will communicate. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. He was just, he was always so patient with her. And most guys would just be like, I'm not dealing with your quote unquote crazy. Yeah, she did yeah. have like, you know, baggage, trauma, all of this stuff, not trusting yeah. people. And you do act you do act crazy when you're not mm-hmm. used to being treated like that because you're just in this cycle. And so when Absolutely. you are with someone who is like emotionally mature, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is different. Like I, I did not realize that I was being yeah. No. And you try to push it. She was definitely like early in the relationship was constantly trying to push it just to see like how crazy she could get without him like leaving. Oh, Lord. <gasps> oh, no. Go get her. Oh, my God. That was exhausting. Did she like fall when she originally got up? Is that why you were like? No, she started like, like coughing like she was going to throw oh. up. Oh, 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 oh. So then she was coughing a lot and then she like turned over. Oh my god. My god. Is she okay? I think so. Lord help me. I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll see you in a second. Okay. Oh man. I don't even know what you're talking about. Vanderpump. 
Vanderpump. Bo Stassi. Bo. Of course, since we're talking about Vanderpump, uh, can we talk about the trailer? Ooh. The trailer to part two of the season. It's, it's going to be coming to it. What? It's just the finale trailer. Stop it. Yeah, it is? Yeah. I thought it was what's to come. Mm-mm. It was leaked. So that is the trailer for... Oh, I see all the drama now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've already had two episodes where we touch base on the scandal of it all. But um, so yesterday, the finale trailer was leaked by somebody on production. And so Bravo ended up just releasing the trailer. But the finale isn't until May 17th. So this is also all footage that they recorded after it came out that Tom was cheating on Ariana they picked up cameras again and kind of filmed the fallout of everyone kind of filming with each other. So the last episode of the season is going to be everything from early March, where the rest of the season was filmed um, July to September. So so we only get one episode of all the fallout. Yeah, and then the reunion. I need more. And... um. I think Andy said that he filmed one-on-one interviews with Tom, Ariana, and Raquel, like individually, but those mm-hmm. are going to be released on Peacock. What? Yeah. As additional bonus content. But anyway, so the trailer was released yesterday for the finale, which is like still four weeks out, which is driving everybody crazy because like, just let it all out now. Just let it all out. Seriously. We just want it. Um, but it is wild. Because emotions are very high. It is, I think they filmed all of this two or three days after it broke that Ariana had found out that Tom was cheating on her with Raquel, her friend, and they had been having an affair behind her back for seven months. Um, So there's scenes of Tom with Sheena where he's just like, I was going to break up with Ariana regardless. And she goes, yeah, but you didn't. You fucked her best friend instead. And like Sheena's like, you know, red eyes, obviously been crying. There's a great scene with Tom and Ariana. Is it Ariana or Ariana? I feel like Tom says Ariana, but I heard people say Ariana, but I'm like, well, if her boyfriend says Ariana, it's probably Ariana. Um, so there's a, there's a scene with the two of them where he's like, well, you know, Raquel was a good friend and Ariana just loses her shit and she goes, I don't fucking care about Raquel. Fuck that friendship. It's shit. And then he starts mm-hmm. screaming back at her, which I was like the fucking audacity of this little prick to be screaming back at her. He says, you know everything. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, it's not bullshit. She's my best friend. Bullshit. <laughs> I love her. If you're fighting this hard for Raquel, who has like the the fucking um look at me fucking talking. She has like the brain <laughs> of a rock. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, they both do. Tom does they too. They really do. They really do. They're fucking thick. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. So we're still we're re-watching all of the show and we just got to the episode where 
it was Ariana's 30th birthday. And of course, it's like a hard time because she had lost her dad. And I can totally relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she wanted her boyfriend to stay there, but he wanted to go on this guy's trip. And she cries. She tries to tell him where she's coming from. He's just not understanding. So he gives her this long speech and he's like, I'm never going to leave you. I'm always going to be here for you. But like he has bulldozers and like we get to destroy stuff. So like I want to go. <laughs> it is the painful. It is Joe painful. is like, what? So of course mm-hmm. I was like, Joe, what would you do? And he goes, yeah, I would be bummed because I would want to go destroy things on a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. But if it bothered you, he goes, I would stay. And I'm like, good job. Good job. Yeah. That was wild. That was wild. Because I think, you know, I think a lot of people do the thing where they want the other person to just make the right choice without actually having to explain why it's the right choice. So the fact that she even got to the point where she's like, okay, you're not getting this. Let me actually explain to you why I need you here. My father just passed away. It's my first birthday without him. We were very close. He would call me every single morning of my birthday and just tell me the sweetest things. And it's just going to be very hard for me. And I would prefer you not leave the morning of my birthday to go on a guy's trip. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, the whole spiel, like, I'm never going to leave you. But like, they're going to have bulldozers and shit. It's just like, oh, okay. And then she says exactly what I think all of us have said before. Yeah. Where she's just like, Listen, I can't explain it to you any further. Do whatever you're going to do. I hate that, though, because it's like, I don't want to say it's a guy thing because it could Mm. be a girl thing, too. But Mm -hmm. it's like they all, I just feel like they always do that. Not guys, just people like that. It's like you act like you are sorry or that you feel bad, but you know you're going to get your way regardless. So it's Mm -hmm. like, ugh, stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how many times have you been in the situation where you're like, okay, well, if I actually tell him like, no, I don't want him to go, he's just going to stick around here pouting the whole time. So why do I even want that? He might as well just go because, you know, at the end of the day, one of us is going to be upset. Yeah. I personally don't care if I truly want Jay care and he wants to do something else. I'll be like, no, I want you to stay here with me. Yeah. And if he's going to pout about it, then I'll be like, what are you just going to pout all day? And then he'll like flip it around. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest because I think there was a time where, which by the way, Michelle, hmm. the anniversary of my mom's death was Monday. Oh, Sam. I'm so sorry. No, so I did fine on Monday, but Tuesday I was like, let's not avoid these feelings. Let me process mm-hmm. all this. But I was going to, so I totally get like where she, it's like the anniversary of her death, her birthday. It's like, I don't want to fucking be alone. Like, it's yeah. awful. But um, like early on, I think there was a horror con and Joe was like, I want to go. And I'm like, I, I hate you. <laughs> mm. I mean, I didn't say that to him, but I'm like, why do I have to ask? Like, yeah, God, this, this wound is fresh. Yeah. And he went and I was just like, that really sucks. Cause it's like, you don't want to tell them what to do because you don't mm-hmm. want them to ever, mm-hmm. um, resent you, resent you. But it's like, I don't know. So I totally get where she was coming from. 
Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. What did you do on Monday? Nothing. I just worked. Yeah. Yeah. What I feel like you usually do something like you go out for breakfast. Yeah, usually I'll go out for breakfast and then go thrifting. Mm -hmm. Saturday, the weekend we did. What did we do? I think we like went out to dinner. Yeah. Um, I think we ran some errands. I honestly can't remember, but I was just kind of using that the weekend as like a distraction. Oh. Yeah, but it was it was all right. It's okay. I wish I could give you a big hug right now. Thanks, Michelle. How many years has it been now? God, I want to say like five or six. It's like I can't even. I I don't want to realize how many years it's been. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not seven. It can't be seven. That's it's probably six. Six. It can't be seven. That's crazy because it literally feels like it was just like last year. Yeah, of course. I feel like every time you talk about it since I've known you, I always just think, oh, this was just like two years ago. This is crazy. I know. It just, it doesn't feel that long ago. It's, yeah, it's insane. But anyways, it's fine. So you don't know exactly that feeling. Oh, yeah. And I was like, he fucking needs to stay. Because, mm-hmm. and also, I gotta say, that probably happened, you know, what, the first or second year of your relationship. And this mm-hmm. happened the first or second year of their relationship where it's like, you know, you're still not trying to be too controlling and right. try to be chill. But also, you don't understand why they're not trying to do more in the relationship at mm-hmm. that early stage. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be like, well, it's my baggage yeah. or my emotional mm-hmm. thing that I need to deal with like why rain on their parade but then looking back I'm like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. unacceptable yeah. <laughs> no. and that's the thing and that's what I realize at least in our relationship is like every time a situation like that would come up I would truly ask myself like am I going to be upset about this later and like not be able to forget it? Cause if I am, I need to tell him like, I'm yes. sorry, but you can't go because I will hold on to it. Cause even, um, like when I had my surgery on my ankle there, they had scheduled like a camping trip for Bo because he was like going away. And it was maybe the weekend after I had my surgery. And I think I had it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, let's just see let me see how the next few days go. And, you know, if I can like do shit on my own, like you can go no problem or whatever like that. And, you know, by Thursday, like I was able to do things by myself and stuff like that. And I knew that he would really regret not going because it's like his best friend's going away party. And Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like we've seen Bo once since he's like moved. So it's not even like, oh, he pops in all the time or anything like that. Right. Um, But I had to truly ask myself, like, Yes, it would be more helpful if he was here helping me because obviously I just had surgery on my ankle and I can't do a lot for myself right now. But at the same time, I will be okay. Like, I will be fine with it. And truly, like, I haven't thought of it since then. It's not like Mm -hmm. when he gets me out, I'm like, and you left when I had surgery on my ankle. Like, I truly. Yeah. But you have to ask yourself that. Because resentment builds on both sides. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... It does. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I knew I was going to be upset. Like, obviously I was going to be upset about it because I'm like, 
okay, if this is like how it is early on, like what's mm-hmm. to come down the road? And it is like, well, is this something that I'm going to think about forever? I mean, yeah. it crosses my mind sometimes, but mm-hmm. there's other things where he's like stepped up where I'm like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously it's like, I never want to tell him what to do. I, I don't want to be like that. Like, I don't like if that side ever comes out. Yeah. First, like, interpersonally in myself mm-hmm. I'm like all right check it Sam but I mean <laughs> he was gone he went to like eight horror cons that year and so I was like oh really you're gonna be going to another one like in two months like mm-hmm. yeah whoop de do <laughs> yeah yeah no I get I yeah I feel like if that happens now in your relationship you would obviously feel way more comfortable to be like no Joe you're going to like six other ones like I would really yeah. appreciate it if you were here yeah, because it's like you don't want to be in the pain in the ass. You don't want to see mm-hmm. needy. Mm-hmm. But then, no, y'all, yeah, always voice what you want and what you mm-hmm. need. It's better yeah. to do that and not find out that the person's not right for you than to hold everything inside. Yes, and like yes. my therapist Doug says, he says that oh, it's Doug all said. about. <laughs> he says it's all about it's how things go in the low points because it's like the highs are always going to be fun for everyone mm-hmm. but it counts what counts is what happens in between those moments yeah That's i was true. like i like that doug i like that thanks doug thanks doug <laughs> we should have like a doug moment every episode like what does doug say this week <laughs> oh my gosh what's the I one little tidbit that. that way we can all get free um free therapy <laughs> through you i know no kidding <laughs> you go as our proxy and then you just relay it all back to us i'll relay the information <laughs> i can do that oh <laughs> uh, man well i think do you have anything else um i don't think so okay i think we could probably wrap it there all right guys we're gonna wrap it up here we hope you enjoyed this episode Uh, We love you so much. We will see you guys next week. I love ya. Bye. Bye. Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, bold, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Mm-hmm.